Welcome to the Shane Anigans Podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, all, and welcome to this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well known but should be. On this episode, I am joined by Winnipeg-based synth pop slash bedroom pop artist Floor Cry. Floor Cry has been releasing tracks over the past few years and has been featured on a number of other projects such as Angel Youth by Van Sire and New Year's Eve by Mellow Fellow. She's currently working on an EP at the moment so you guys should all make sure you stay tuned for when that comes out. Please all welcome Floor Cry to the Shane Anigans Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shane Anigans Podcast, Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On today's episode, I am joined by Floor Cry. Let's go, let's go. um... Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, um, in spite of it all. (laughs) I've been trying to stay sane, so... I have little routines I do every day, but yeah, keeping busy and hoping to focus my energy on music soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, bro, every single day, someone just comes up me with like, ooh, these are strange times, as if it's like, as if they're one of those curbside creatures or something, you know, with a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days, yeah, nah, it's, but, I mean, they are, I guess, but... Um, yeah, very yeah. strange, but... <laughs> All right, you've seen the podcast, so you know that we always start off with a joke, um, and today's no different. I mean, this episode will be coming out in the new year, new year, no new me. Um, <laughs> but um, hey, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So let's just get into it. An elderly man suspected his wife was um, losing her hearing, so he decided to test his suspicions. He stood about 20 feet behind her and said, Can you hear me, my love? But she didn't respond. So he got about 10 feet away from her and asked her again, Can you hear me, sweetie? When she didn't say anything, he got up to 5 feet from her and asked her again, Dear, can you hear me? She still didn't say anything. So finally he crept up right behind her and said in her ear, Can you hear me? Sorry, do you hear me? His wife irritably turns to him and says, for the fourth time, now, yes, I can hear you. It it wasn't that good, I'm not going to lie. It's (laughs) it's always from Reddit. (laughs) I just have a really bad brain fog right now. It took me a second to process. Honestly, same. I mean, it's been like that for me for like the past... However many months it has been since yeah. lockdown started, well. it might as well be March the 135th or something like that. I don't even know. Like, oh my days. Anyways, we have a new segment that um, I am trialing. Florida Man of the Fortnite. I don't know if you are familiar with Florida Man yourself. I mean, where are you from in America? Um, are we going by Floor Cry or Felicia for this episode, by the way? just call me Felicia. Felicia. Yes. That's great. Um, are we? Are we, so? Are you? A, are you? Do you live near to Florida yourself? No, I'm actually Canadian. So Canadian. I live in Manitoba. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it's uh, it's really cold, and 
it's flat prairies <laughs> that's that's really cool like i but a lot of the places in the uk are really hilly like back when i used to live in cardiff I used to try skateboarding longboarding around like longboarding is cool if you have hills but i'm not good at longboarding so <laughs> it's it's not that good for me but anyways um florida man of the week i'm digressing florida man of the fortnight is a new segment where i google a an article to do with florida man um who happens to be associated with a number of odd occurrences that happen in that area i don't know if you're familiar with it yourself actually yeah now <laughs> I, uh, I think i saw a thing where people said uh google florida man and then your birthday your birthday yeah <laughs> what went down on your birthday <laughs> um do you know what you had did you do that i can't remember actually i think mine might have been not that bad it was like surprisingly oh. okay like pretty oh, okay chill yeah <laughs> compared yeah. to <laughs> My one um, was Florida Man dances on top of police cruiser to ward off vampires, which is just about as Florida as you can get. Maybe add an alligator in there somewhere, I don't know. But <laughs> pretty much, that's about as Florida as you can get. Um, but yeah, so this Fortnite's Florida Man of the Fortnite is surprisingly wholesome. Florida man pays off 114 outstanding utility bills for his neighbors before Christmas. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That, that's nice, yeah. That's a good one. your heart a little bit. I'm really glad, yeah. Uh, Mike Esmond, a great grandfather and business owner from Gulf Breeze, Florida, is like a guardian angel for his neighbors. Esmond recently paid off the outstanding utility bills for 114 families in his community, totaling $7,600. So I did a little bit of um, boobity boob research on uh, this guy, Mike Esmond. Turns out that he actually has a swimming pool um, designing development business. So that's how he managed to acquire this money. But still, I'm not going to lie to you. I still want to believe that Florida Man is actually just one single person employed by the US government to drive up <laughs> tourism to the area. I'm not going to lie to you. That's just more fun to believe. They showed a picture of him. I think it was artificially generated. I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen that stuff? Those artificially generated facial images um, on the uh, internet? Yes, yeah. Some of them are really realistic. It's pretty... There's like that website where you can just generate people who don't exist, I think it is. Yes, yeah, I saw that on Reddit. But some of these faces look similar to people who, like, I've seen in my dreams before. It's actually yeah. crazy. <laughs> or imagine seeing yourself on there, you're just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days, yeah, that's, uh, that's a different kind of dissociation, honestly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways... Uh, that brings us to the end of our little gimmicky segments. Um, let's get right into the questions. So, um, Felicia, how long have you been interested in the whole music thing? What's um, When did it all start for you? So, I had a big interest in music when I was really young. Um, my dad always used to, on car rides, he'd like play different CDs, and so I started... Uh, just I would you know when you're a kid like you're hearing all this music for the first time so it's just so fascinating you're discovering all these new artists yeah. and one band weirdly enough I specifically remember I just loved for some reason and I still do is a flock of seagulls which is kind of funny um, 
I've never heard of them. Synth pop band, but um, yeah. So I used to, when I was a kid, I really, really liked listening to music all the time.、Um, and probably when I was about like seven or eight, I started. I would write lyrics in my notebook, but I would like sing the melodies in my head. But I didn't play any instruments at the time.、Um, so then, when I was about ten. I think I was ten, going on eleven. I begged my parents to take guitar lessons,、uh, and so I took guitar lessons for a couple years, and that's kind of when I started writing serious songs, I guess. But I still kept it a secret from everyone. I was pretty shy,、um, and then I later started playing keyboard, and I got a synthesizer, and like I started teaching myself that. So I would say I seriously got into it maybe when I was about.、Um, Eleven, but I didn't start actually recording anything till I was like seventeen, maybe.、Um, A long time. I didn't. Yeah, so <laughs> I started off with just using like my iPod Touch, and I was on the voice、yeah. memos.、Um, oh yeah, you did the Steve Lacy thing, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only I don't know if my quality was quite as polished, <laughs> but I mean, after... yeah. <laughs> so I think the first time. I ever posted anything might have been like 2013 or 2014. I started out posting covers on SoundCloud. I didn't. I still wasn't telling anybody. I had like this secret SoundCloud, and then eventually,、um, I just worked up the confidence, I guess, to stop caring as much. And I think I started take, taking it more seriously, like not until 2015, 16.、Um, Even now, like I look back on the stuff I made then, and it just feels like so long ago. I feel like I've progressed my sound so much since then that it's like those songs. Obviously, I don't like regret writing them, but I'm just like, oh wow, they're like so so、uh, different than the stuff yeah, I made. Yeah, <laughs> like you've developed your,、um, I guess, your ability since then and your style、yeah. a lot more. Because back then, like I would have just sort of been learning synth and learning, you know, really basic production skills and stuff like that. Yeah.、So. <laughs> That's cool. Um, actually, how many instruments do you play? Because you mentioned that you do the synth, but I noticed there was a, I think it was a ukulele in one of the tracks. Yeah. Um, there was also piano and then bass and all of that. I don't know if those are VSTs, but um. Okay, for the listeners who don't know what VSTs are, <laughs> those are basically、um, instruments that you use in your、um, music production software. But yeah,、um, I was just wondering if you actually like play all of those instruments yourself, or if you get someone else to play them, produce them. What do you do?、Um, so so far, I've done it on my own.、Um, I play guitar, I play ukulele, keys, and synthesizer. Um, and then I've started learning bass, but the bass that's in my tracks is usually just a VST. Like I do it on my keyboard,、um, and yeah. So I want to like expand my my、uh, instruments more, and I want to actually get really good at playing bass guitar. But、yeah. I have not acquired one yet. <laughs> that's my next on my list.、Um, yeah. But yeah, guitar and synth are like my main instruments, and then ukulele. I started learning maybe four. Years ago, I think if you play guitar, it's like pretty easy to learn ukulele. The chords and everything are different, but、um, I found it pretty, pretty、uh, fast to learn. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like I dabble with it a little bit, and like I have a little chord chart, and um, um, but yeah, no, ukulele, yeah, ukulele is pretty easy to pick up. I think. I mean, it's only、yeah. got four strings, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I find it's a nice instrument to just be like walking around the house playing yeah, or exactly. just, you know, you're in your bedroom. Like it's just, it's really nice. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. small and it's easy and yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of weird on me. I'm six foot-ish and, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and big myself. So it looks kind of weird on me, but I like, I don't know. I like the feel of it. It just feels warm, you know, it just feels, yeah. feels yeah. like a hug. I agree, I agree. And I think a lot of the songs I've written on ukulele are like when I was really going <laughs> going through it, you know. Yeah. So, what kind of <laughs> um, comforting What kind sense. of stuff influenced those songs? Um honestly a lot of everything. It's like my it's I write a lot about um a lot of personal experiences, but sometimes I'm actually just inspired by like a movie or something that I watched and I'm not necessarily writing about a relationship I experienced but it might be just something that I like saw in a movie and yeah. it got the ideas flowing but um yeah I don't know I I struggle with depression and anxiety so I think a lot of uh my songs also revolve around that a bit because it's it's like an ongoing battle throughout my life but I also think I've come a really long way um and I think music's helped me in that sense so it's kind of like a therapeutic thing but yeah I guess yeah the subject of my songs like a lot of them are sad but um on some of the stuff I'm working on now there's kind of some silly songs like I'm actually uh writing an EP that's based all on like 80s horror movies oh so, yeah it's slasher flick and it's yeah some of the songs are like not overly personal one's kind of inspired by uh Scream Scream, really? More scene, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I've I've never seen Scream myself, so. <laughs> okay, um, what what scene in Scream was the Drew Bymore scene? Would you can you um, describe that for me? I guess. Well, she's got a scene where she's in her kitchen. She's like watching a movie, making some popcorn, and uh, Ghostface, who's like the the killer. Oh with, yeah, I think I. Following outside her. Yeah, it's like kind of funny. I love just like really cheesy, kind of silly scenes like that in horror movies um yeah. he keeps calling her and she keeps yeah hanging up <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah I've, i should probably there's so many films on my list that i should watch but i don't know i'm trying to watch into the spider-verse for the third time or something it's very good. i don't blame you yeah <laughs> i find like over quarantine um i got into a thing just like finding the the worst but the best, if that makes sense, 80s yeah. horror movies. Um, some of them are just completely ridiculous, but I found some really good hidden gems. And so I've been doing that a lot, just watching any random uh, horror films. And like, I think it's really inspired my writing a lot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> they all really have this really good, a lot of the time they'll have this like really good synth soundtrack. And I don't know, it just makes me like <laughs> want to write music for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, people get inspiration from all kinds of different places. That's yeah. I haven't heard horror movies before, but that's a new one. That's really cool. Um, it's, are there any? It's just the effects and the the music and the I don't know the style. Like it's just for some reason I find it really fascinating. Um, yeah, and the way it like relates, like integrates itself within the plot as well. You know. Yeah. Like, exactly the way someone's running from like I don't know from a killer or something and like that probably wouldn't get your heart beating 
much. I mean, it would a little bit, but with the music in the background, you know, you're about to jump out of your seat if, exactly. I don't know, if someone knocks at your door. <laughs> it's it's crazy the way music <laughs> creates tension. Yeah. Um, are there any hidden gems in particular that you'd recommend to anyone? Um, yes, actually. So <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's like a very niche taste, so I don't know if everyone's going <laughs> to like this movie, but <laughs> it's called Shopping Mall, and it's about okay. uh, three, so this random shopping mall, I don't know where they got the budget, but they build these three massive security robots, and they get struck by lightning, <laughs> and then for some reason, um, these teenagers decide to have like a slumber party in the mall, because one of them has the keys, and yeah. of course, these robots get struck by lightning, they turn evil, and uh, the rest is, <laughs> is history, but... <laughs> you know what? It sounds kind of weird and it sounds a little bit silly when you... It's very silly, yes. Yeah, but like, the thing is, I've seen movies which on paper would sound ridiculous, but in, like, when a plot is actually carried out, it's insane, you know? I can't think of any <laughs> examples right now, but... You know, I mean, like, look, I was thinking about this a little while ago. The concept of Spider-Man, it's a guy who sticks to walls. It's, you know, it's it sounds ridiculous, but he's one of the best-selling um, yeah. franchises in the history of the world. That's insane. That's very interesting, yeah. It's like, especially if you think of how many, uh, like, potential superheroes or whatever have been illustrated or written and like why some have become successful not others yeah exactly it's actually <laughs> crazy uh okay so moving on to the next question what's your favorite lyric that you've written do you have one that stands out to you a lot more than others or is it um, um is that a bit of a difficult question i think well if i'm just thinking off the top of my head probably uh, one from Next Best Thing that I wrote and not because it's super like profound or anything it's just kind of silly like it was kind of a little joke I just wrote in myself yeah. but so basically uh, the course of that song is describing like this incredible person um, so the lyrics you're waiting for the next best thing the table won't know what to bring so like what I meant by that was you know how you know the saying what you bring to the table yeah. I was just like, okay, so this person that I'm describing in this song is so incredible that the table won't know what to bring. Oh, that's, cr that's, that's <laughs> crazy. That's really clever, you know? <laughs> so Yo. I, just, I had a little chuckle to myself when I wrote that. Um, yeah. Where were you when you that. wrote that? Because I'd have, I'd have walked outside with my head held high feeling like, <laughs> I don't know, feeling like Kanye or something. <laughs> I think I was just in my bedroom, to be honest. <laughs> that's crazy. I'd have, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably, that's one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and another one that's a bit more like sentimental is from I'll Be Around. So in the course I wrote, uh, the sun might go down, but you know it's not leaving. Um, kind of like to relate to the fact that even though I get, down and depressed sometimes like i'm not going anywhere and i'm still here for well the person i'm singing about um was like a relationship but so i'm still there for that person even when i get down if that makes sense but um yeah okay. so i like that lyric as well <laughs> yeah 
That's really clever lyrics, yeah. Um, okay, different kind of question. What's the meaning behind the stage name? I mean, you mentioned, obviously, suffering from um, depression and anxiety in the past. So, I don't know, that gives a bit of a clue to it. But I'd like to hear it from yourself, though, if it's not related to that at all. And I'm just, like, going off. <laughs> um, what's the meaning behind the stage name Floor Cry? So... With Floor Cry, I didn't put a ton of thought into it. Basically, um, in the beginning, I was really trying to force a stage name. I was like trying to think of all these things and nothing felt right. So I kind of gave up on it for a bit. And then yeah. I was listening to an album laying on my floor. And like, you know, sometimes when music is just so good, it's not even necessarily that it's a sad song, but it's just so, it just kind of moves you in that way. Yeah. Um, and you just have a little cry. So. I think I was crying listening to the album and I just thought that's kind of funny floor cry like um, and really cool. so I quickly went on to Bandcamp and looked and there was no other floor <laughs> cries. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, the thing. I'd be, <laughs> that's the thing. I'd be that's the thing. I'd be on my floor. This I mean, I'd be listening to sad music on my floor. I'm not going to lie. Like I've got a record player with a friggin where is it? Here it is. It's like it's it's the second one there with a the friggin cigarettes <laughs> after sex album oh, yes. there. But <laughs> I mean, uh, I've um, I've got spinning all the time because a young man like me got hurt. But you know what? <laughs> we move. It's chill. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's the thing with some indie names. Some of these indie, like you said early, um, earlier, none of them felt right. Like there's a band I think or an artist called Car Seat Headrest. I learned about this a little while ago. I've heard of them. Yes. Like I, I haven't listened to their stuff, but that name. I know. I there's some really interesting. Interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird ones out there. Like, I mean, when you think about it, Tame Impala and Arctic Monkeys are some weird names for bands. Very, yeah. But they make they make top tier music though, so I mean they make up for it. <laughs> and it's at the point where you don't even think about the name when you listen to their stuff. Yeah. And I think that's like important too if you're choosing a stage name just not to force it sometimes it's really silly or sometimes it's just something uh completely random but if you feel like it's right in the moment then just go for it <laughs> just sell exactly. it <laughs> yeah. um okay cool so you mentioned earlier on about all of the little routines that you have um during the covid situation what um how have you been keeping yourself you know chillaxed cool um during this whole predicament that we got going on so i feel like it's been a bit of an up and down um so yeah i recently moved out a few months ago so i live alone now in a little apartment so if i don't do things like if i'm just kind of sitting around all day i feel like i just i don't know i feel restless and kind of um, anxious so i've gotten into these little routines like some days I just have work and, you know, that's just a boring old day. But if I'm off for the day, I've started dancing for like an hour cool. in the mornings every day. So I just put my music in and um, I'm not necessarily a good dancer, <laughs> but I yeah. just do a full routine, you know, across the floor. And I'm not it's a good dancer of... either, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm, um, like I'm betraying my, uh, my race there, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> I could be better. I feel like I feel like I could blame my parents for that. I'm not going to lie to you. They don't dance. It's just something about like I don't even feel like you need to be a good dancer. You know, it's just fun if you just stop 
caring how you look and you just let loose. Um, I found it's just kind of helps me to like stay a bit active and kind of wake up in the mornings. But after I do that, then I usually write out some sort of schedule. So um, I'll try to like devote an hour to music each day. But a lot of the times what happens is I'll start recording and I don't end up uh, liking or using anything I made during that hour. But something about just like making the effort um, feels good that I'm at least trying, I guess. So I do that. Um, and then I divide the rest of my time between like schoolwork, cleaning, or I watch uh, random things on TV. Lately I've been watching Gumby. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, like I mentioned, some 80s horror movies uh, and Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin Peaks, yeah. Yes. I've heard of them. I haven't watched them, but um, they, they sound like they're pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, there's a band, I think, that named themselves after Twin Peaks, but I don't think I've listened to their music. <laughs> there's a lot of music that I, have, I haven't listened to either that I probably should have. I, I spend a lot of time trying to find artists, trying it to find new artists. It makes me really almost sad that there's probably so much good music out there that I would love that I have not discovered and I might not ever discover. It's a really depressing thought. Yes. But I do spend a lot of time like trying to find uh, new music to listen to, but yeah, I, I'm big into like 80s post-punk um, new wave stuff, so oh, uh, yeah. I go on these weird like YouTube compilations and <laughs> sometimes find some good bands. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, do you have anyone that you found recently that um, you'd like to put the viewers onto? Uh, yes, so this band, they're not like super unknown, um, but I discovered them probably within the last six months, I want to say. They're called The Chameleons. Um, they're a band from the UK actually and they're incredible. I've listened to like uh, I think three of their albums so far back to back and their music's you know like an artist is good when their whole album is good start to finish and you don't want to skip any songs. Yeah. So highly recommend if you like uh, like post-punk new wave synth pop kind of stuff. They're not really synth pop they're more post-punk I guess but um, yes. I'll definitely if, have to check them out then. <laughs> Even if you like dream pop, you might like them. They have like an atmospheric kind of sound. Um, yeah, they have a really good song. They have lots of good songs, but if I'm recommending one, I will say Up the Down Escalator is one I've been liking lately. <laughs> yeah, that's your bio on Instagram. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I really connected to that lyric. Um, I don't know what it was, just like, life's trying to like bring you down you're going up you know yeah. kind of like going against it is how i've been feeling lately so yeah i it resonated with me <laughs> and uh yeah it changed my bio <laughs> i get you yeah i that's really yeah that's a really cool lyric actually um that's a really cool way to interpret it as well like <laughs> that's the thing with music is maybe that wasn't even their intention but the cool thing is like people derive different meanings from your lyrics um which is also why i like listening to and writing music <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean the way i would have interpreted it would probably be like i don't know like everyone around you is going a certain direction in life but you have a certain goal that you want to reach and you want to go up the down escalator in order to reach that goal in life you know yeah that's also a really good way of interpreting it yeah 
We're doing some thinking here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it, is. it takes me back to um, English literature lessons. Yeah. English class. I don't want to think about that. That was a dark time in my life. <laughs> um. Okay, this is kind of unrelated. What's the latest um, time that you've been up working on the track yourself? Have you ever had like a a wave of energy that's just hit and you really don't want to, you know, log off this laptop or computer um, and you just want to finish this track? That's actually happened to me a lot of times. I find I almost know right away, like when I sit down to record, I kind of can tell like 10 minutes in um, if it's going to be productive or not because when I get into this kind of like creative flow I guess it's really hard to stop because um, I'll be like playing a track back and I keep having different ideas for different like oh there's a bass line I just thought of there's like a guitar riff, and I'm scared if I don't record them then I'm gonna forget so I'll stay up till I get it all kind of even just rough ideas recorded but I think I don't know that I've ever actually stayed up all night on a song but I've stayed up till probably six in the morning and then just you know went to bed for like four hours till 10 and then got up again that's <laughs> but, crazy because <laughs> <laughs> once I'm if I'm in the groove of it like it's just really hard to stop but uh, if it's the middle of the night too uh, it depends like I can't really record vocals but or guitar necessarily but uh, synthesizer I can plug it in and wear headphones so uh, I can do a lot of that but now that I live in um, an apartment, my walls are pretty thin, so I don't, uh, out of, <laughs> you know, just respect for my neighbors, I try not to do it past like 10 o'clock unless it's something I can wear headphones for because <laughs> I'm thinking they must just find it so annoying. I'm like doing all these harmonies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's... So. It's 20 to 11 here right now, and I'm recording this thing. I'm probably pretty loud, but um, let's just hope that my, my neighbors haven't, you know, they're not about to start getting their broomstick and hitting, yeah. the, <laughs> hitting the ceiling on my floor, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, um, which track took the longest for you to make, then? Oh, that's a good question. I think... Probably... I think um, I'll be around, but not because it took a long time to record. Basically, um, so I recorded that song idea and I just was really frustrated with it. The idea I initially had, I couldn't, there was like something missing there that I just couldn't figure out. And um, I had, I think I might've had the same lyrics written already, but just the instrumental was completely different and I just didn't like, how it was sounding so I think I sat on that for probably almost a year or something like that um, and I was gonna actually just throw it away which I tend to do with a lot of music yeah. uh, I was gonna give up on it and for some reason one day I just had kind of like a burst of energy like you mentioned before and yeah. I just ripped it apart and and changed it all and uh, it ended up coming together really quick in that moment. Like, I think I probably finished it that night or the next night. But um, yeah, it took a while just for that to come together. Um, another one, I'm trying to think. A lot of the collaborations I've done have taken a little while just because like, um, well, I've worked with Bandsire and uh, 
they were in school at the same time as me, so like we had very busy schedules, and yeah. same with fellow fellows. So like those things sometimes took a little time, but um, the most recent collaboration with Fancer that I did uh, on their album after Fillmore County, uh, that one came together really fast. So that one was a quick one, but yeah. Yeah, I still need to listen to that album. I haven't gotten to it yet, it's but I've got to. They. Uh, they're geniuses. <laughs> oh, they're actually so talented. I've listened to, um, I think it's Angel Youth. Angel Youth, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, album's, that album's a really good one. I Actually, Nice to See You is actually one of my favorite tracks on that. So congratulations oh, <laughs> <laughs> on that That regard. was, yeah, the first one we ever did. And that's kind of how we became friends. Like, we we actually met through a YouTube channel called The oh, Lazy Lazy. You know what? I was actually about to ask about this, you know, your friendship yeah, dynamic and um, yeah, the creative process behind the tracks. It's, uh, yeah, so I've made a lot of really awesome friends um, through SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, stuff like that. So uh, with Vansire, we met basically this channel, The Lazy Lazy Me. Um, it's run by this amazing person uh, named Susie. So she posted their song and I listened to it. I really liked it. I was subscribed to the channel. Then. Uh, she posted my song and then so afterwards Vansire and I connected I think on SoundCloud and we just messaged each other being like I heard your song got posted you know the other day it's so good and from there we just started chatting and then um, uh, I think they one of us was like oh we should collaborate so with Nice to See You um, they had sent me that instrumental and I kind of just knew right away I was like okay yeah like I feel really inspired to write it still took maybe a little while to come together because um, we were both just like super busy, but there was one day, I think I was listening to it, uh, I was like cleaning the house or something, and I started humming like the melody of the the, the chorus there. Yeah. Um, so I wrote my parts, and then Josh wrote his parts, and like it ended up coming together quick once we got in the flow, but uh, from there on, we just became good friends, and like they're just really genuine, kind, amazing people, so yeah. Uh, I'll never say no to like working on tracks with them. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> know what? They really like a back and forth now. <laughs> they really do seem like nice people. I mean, I've been trying to get them on the podcast for the longest time, but um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that they would be busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd imagine that they would be busy because obviously school and whatnot. Right now, with the release too, I think, and they they just released some merch too. So you know yeah. what? Yeah. I'm going to reach out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, you talked about the creative process there. You know, humming, like, the tune while you were cleaning. That's the thing. It's such a it's such a catchy tune, you know. You can have it in your head for, like, just as you're going about your day, you know, going to the shops and whatnot. I mean, even if you're listening to a different song, I feel like... Um, just have that I've got the tune in my head right now while I'm saying this so I mean congratulations on that also congratulations on um the recent single with sorry I'm, DJ Poolboy up my Spotify um <laughs> with yeah DJ Poolboy um I was listening to it a little bit earlier on today and also you know over the past like little while it's yeah. I like it myself, and you know, obviously, the name DJ Pool Boy—it sort of sound, makes it sound like it would be a remix or something like that. But no, actually, you still get the dream pop um, core there, or the synth pop core in the track, you know. And yeah. that's—it was kind of a similar process. So that song, um, the lyrics to that, and everything, I wrote in 
I think it was September of 2019. So, um, yeah, I wrote it just before I went. I was going to Vegas, I think. I was going to see Duran Duran, but oh, yeah. <laughs> so I know, yeah. So I booked a spontaneous trip. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I wrote it um, at that time, and it just was a really long process for some reason. Like after it came together, um, Adam, who's DJ Pullboy, like he made a few different kind of mixes of it and stuff, and then. Um, it went from like just a song to then they're like we should do a music video, so um, they reached out to some uh, a collaborative like a group called Nasty that lives in my city, um, and they're really talented um, videographers and you know they do some really cool music videos and stuff. So they reached out to them and asked them to get this video going, but of course like. It took a while to get that done too because um, my province was in lockdown, so we had to wait, like, with COVID and everything. Um, but yeah, eventually it all came together in time because now things are really bad in my province. Uh, yeah. They weren't before, but now they're quite bad. Like, our cases are not uh, <laughs> not good. I'm fully yeah, in quarantine now, aside from going to work and stuff. So <laughs> that's, that's tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I feel like, you know, everyone's kind of going through this to various degrees, but um, yeah, so luckily it kind of came together because we wouldn't have been able to shoot the video now um, with how things are going, but yeah, in the end, it all came good, and the track, Ooh, it's, it's uh, it was cool because it's like, a, it's a different sound from, it's maintains this kind of, like you said, the dream pop elements, but it's like a different sound. So that's what I like about being able to work with different artists is when you can kind of combine genres a bit, um, especially because I don't really care to stick to a particular genre. Um, I just kind of, you know, make what I make, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, it's nice to like expand your boundaries and your comfort zone a bit. Yeah, that's always good. I mean, um, for me personally, yeah, I, I feel the same, to be honest. I switch between genres myself when I'm dabbling with that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I have some dream pop tracks, some cloud rap, some um, ukulele, me being sad on a microphone. Do you record music? Um, I, I dabble. It's, it's not good. That's awesome. It's not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously think that, like, everyone, if they want to make music, just make it like you don't even have to be a good singer um or i don't know like you it's if you if you have enough inspiration and and feeling and stuff i think anyone can really write a meaningful good track and even if you like even people that are talented like in their singing abilities or whatever still make bad tracks like <laughs> so it's just like you can make, it doesn't matter what your abilities are, you can make something really good regardless, I think, um, if the yeah. inspiration's there. I was just talking about this with someone recently, actually, how you can tell when someone puts their heart into a track, you know, like yes. people who yeah. should, who would otherwise be talented, they get, you know, watered down by the music industry. And, you know, they, they, they you can just tell that they're not, in it anymore you know exactly. but um with some people you can just tell that their heart's in it and they're doing it because they actually enjoy doing what they're doing you know and i and... think that's the most that's the best way like that's the only way um for it to be a sustainable thing because um i find when you get too caught up in like the the industry side of things the stats the streams like all of that 
it's not fun anymore and and you know then what's the point right if you just yeah. stick if, to the to the core of like doing music because it's you know um therapeutic for you or because you enjoy it or it's it's just fun that's really why you should be making music you know and like that's what will keep the passion alive as opposed to if you're just doing it you know to please someone else it's you're not going to be happy doing yeah that. exactly I mean, you know, I don't blame them, but you get some people who, you know, you can just tell that they just made it just so that they can get like, I don't know, a hot dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I was going to ask what was next for you, but you've mentioned that you've got an EP coming up, um, the horror film um, themed EP. That's actually a really unique and clever idea, though. I Thank wish you. I'd thought of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of my main focus right now. I have a few different things going on. So I have two collaborations that I'm working on. Um, one of them is with my friend Janessa. So she makes music under the name Banana Club. She's very talented. Uh, and I'm actually doing some like I've never produced for anybody else, but I'm doing some production on this track, so I'm excited. And then the other artist that I'm doing a song with, um, hopefully just like in the next couple months, is Diamond Cafe, who is from Canada as well. Um, and him and I, we both really love like 80s synth pop kind of music. So on the music level, like we're right on the same page of what we like and we're both obsessed with Prince so <laughs> I think uh, that's coming along really easy just because uh, yeah just a smooth process <laughs> on the same page but um, so aside from that though uh, Slasher Flick is the EP that I'm putting out I don't really have a set release date yet honestly this has been kind of in the works for a while now because I came up with the concept a pretty long time ago and then um, I've partially recorded every track on the EP and there's some that are done like next best thing will be on there um, and 1-800-LOVE is the opening track yeah. but the rest are all kind of partially recorded and I'm not like fully happy with them so I don't want to rush it and put it out and I also kind of need to figure out the the uh, physical side of things like pressing vinyl or whatever so yeah. once I'm hoping like by by summertime or you know in spring even that I can get it released but I'm just not putting too much pressure on it um kind of whatever happens happens like it I hope people will like it and I hope it'll be like a a good uh project but I don't want to put too much pressure to like promote you know promote it like crazy or anything yeah. I, I find like that sort of stuff can makes me really anxious just uh I don't like pushing stuff on people um i'm kind of just like hey i finished this ep last night here <laughs> you know? yeah i get you i get you i mean 1-800-LOVE is a banger to be honest i was Thank listening you. to it earlier on today and it's um yeah no it's a really good track i really like it thanks that was one of the ones that uh i felt really good about it um just writing it and i was happy with like my thing i struggled with is trying to make my sound fuller um, because even though, you know, I can add instrument on top of instrument, like it's never quite the same sound as like a full band or anything like that. So I'm trying to yeah. get that sort of feel. But, um, with that, I was pretty You can proud. only add so much reverb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that one I was happy with and like, it's a, 
it basically how it goes on the EP is like that's the starter track and it fades right into like the next song which is the slasher flick single which is like you know the creepy kind of spooky whatever it's it's kind of it's not as fully a concept EP but I kind of want it to like flow sort of like a movie um, and have the last track as sort of an end credits type thing but yeah, yeah so it's all in the works it's just coming along slowly I find it's hard to stay motivated <laughs> lately because uh, every day feels the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get that as well. <laughs> to be honest. Um, cool. That brings us to the end of the question segment. I have just a couple more questions. Um, sure. These are okay. So our next segment is: Would you take the deal? Um, these are questions where I present you with a scenario or a pitch. And, um, but there is a catch, and I ask you if you would take the deal. So, uh, okay, you get all the powers of Superman and will only be weak to strong doses of uranium and plutonium, no, sorry, uranium and plutonium. But after 15 years, you will lose all of your powers and fall into a 10 year coma. Okay, so wait, so I would get all the powers, but after 10 years, I'd fall into a, a coma. After 15 years, you fall oh, into years. a 10 year coma. 10 year coma. That's fine, to be honest, because, like. Yeah, what <laughs> will you miss? The, the, yeah, the. So 15 years, I would be 40, because I just turned 25, so I'd be 40 years old. If I'm in a coma from 40 to 50, like, that's fine by me. What else would I be doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I always feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I've always felt like, it's hard to see myself living past age, like, 30. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, like, cynical, but I just yeah. feel, I'm, I, I don't know what's in store for me when I'm, like, a middle-aged person. And also, I mean, I kind of just need a break, too, <laughs> 10 year coma it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> I'm just trying to think how old I'll be in 15 years Felicia <laughs> uh, okay I'm 19 right I'll be 34 34 years old okay that's old. right <laughs> I'm sorry I'm listening to you and I'm trying to process this on the side I'm not good at multitasking I'll be 34 <laughs> I, I don't know I'll probably be like trying to raise my kids around that time but a 10-year nap sounds pretty enticing to be honest yeah a 10-year nap it would just be kind of like a reset you'd wake up probably refreshed exactly <laughs> and i mean yeah you said that thing about you know living past 30 i have spent so like i'd be spending so much time just feeling like i'm running out of time you know and i need to exactly achieve mean. these goals that i have um that i'm setting out for myself I, so, you go all the time. <laughs> I wish I was 19. <laughs> I, uh, it's even weird, like, being in your 20s, because I feel like, um, I've kind of, I've kind of gotten over it where I've stopped caring, but, um, there was a time where I'm like, oh, you know, there's so many people that are, like, way younger than me, and they're, they're doing so well in music, and you compare yourself to others and just, like, where you're at, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm turning, you know, 25, it seems 
so old. This, <laughs> but, this, uh... <laughs> this new wave of famous people, they're younger than me, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing, yeah. um... <laughs> like, at what point, like, am I gonna be, you know, 30 and uh, still uploading stuff on, like, SoundCloud and all this stuff, and I got in this big loophole, but then I stopped caring because I started thinking about, like, all the artists that I love that are well into their 40s or whatever, 50s, still making amazing music, and, uh, someone that I discovered recently. So I used to always love the cartoon Gem and the Holograms and I didn't know that the voice actress makes music and she's like, she currently makes music and uh, her name's Britta Phillips. And I listened to her, I was like, wow, this is really, really good. And like, she's just living her best life and putting out music and she actually covered Drive By the Cars too. So I felt the connection there. I was like, okay, we're on the same page, but um, yeah, so I see all these people that are just like doing their thing still and I guess it just goes to show like there's there's never an age where you're too old to uh, make music or to be successful and to me I kind of don't, I kind of stopped caring about, uh, you know, becoming some big famous person like for me I'm just happy to still be making music and um, I'm happy that even if it's like a small number of people that they're enjoying it and that it's like meaningful to them in some way. So um, yeah, I, I kind of just realized that like there's no point in fighting it or comparing yourself. Um, if you have a passion for it, just keep doing it and um, yeah, things will fall into place hopefully. I still, I still have no idea what I'm doing, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy because I was just talking about this with the guy I actually interviewed before you um, about how, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter how many people you have following your musical career as long as you're doing what you enjoy and I suppose you enjoy what you put out and also your fans are... Um, your fan or your community of people who listen to your music no matter how small they are are enjoying and um, I don't want to say consuming but um, I don't know I guess just enjoying listening to what you're putting out I guess I don't know if that's if that makes sense I kind of got lost in, in yeah I <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, what's the no, question it's no worries. I, it wasn't really a question. I was just talking about something that I was oh. saying. So I get the same thing. I'll be zoning out in the middle of something. Yeah, just... having like, be having like a flashback oh. to me looking at um, paper plates in yeah. in Asda or something. You know, it's it's. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I guess the note about that is I think that's ultimately what keeps me going is that even, um, you know, even if it's a handful of people or however many people, the fact that um, my music's helping one person even get through something tough, like that means that's enough of a accomplishment in itself that like I could quit right now and be like, okay, you know what, I did something positive. And that's something I've always kind of like, um, I've always kind of wondered about like, you know, what's my purpose? Why am I here? And all I really want is to just make a positive difference, no matter what the scale is. It doesn't have to be on, you know, a worldwide scale, but if I can even help one person who was, you know, having a horrible night and they listened to something I wrote and it resonated with them, like that's, 
very meaningful to me. So sometimes people will uh, reach out and message me um, and I always try to read the messages and respond and stuff because I know for me, like there's been times where um, I would say music's honestly saved my life. You know, I've, at the very rock bottom where I just felt like I had nothing left to hold on to kind of, you know, music and uh, there's different like bands that stick out in my mind for me, um, help me get through those times. So me being that person for someone else is very much um, a huge, you know, it means a lot to me more than I could even put into words really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people would definitely relate to what you're saying there about how music saved your life. Um, yeah, I've been seeing that in comments of a lot of different artists, so... Yeah, I think um, it's good because it's, you know, a positive, like music is a healthy coping mechanism. Not that I've always used <laughs> healthy coping mechanisms before, but um, with music, I think just it's always fascinated me, the ability of music to um, touch people and, you know, it can just make a few, it can it can change your mood, you know, it, or it can just comfort you. It can do so many things, and I just think uh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Okay, so next one. You can get anything you want for free, as in, like, without paying money for it, but you have to perform for people. So the more expensive the item, the more elaborate and long the performance has to be. So for instance, let's say you want a bagel from Starbucks or something, then you'd have to sing I'm a little teapot to the barista for 30 seconds until she was sat um, satisfied with your performance. Um, sorry, for 30 seconds or until she was satisfied with your performance, whichever comes first. But if you want a brand new car, then you'd have to probably do like a total of 80 hours performing a local stage play <laughs> production or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so, would you take this deal, Felicia? So, I so badly want to say that I would. However, <laughs> I have horrible stage fright. Like, yeah. I'm I'm actually really shy. Like, I'm just a very shy, nervous person until I get comfortable with someone. But so, performing live's always been something that I've like immensely struggled with. Um, I've, I've done a handful of shows. I've opened up for other bands, but I haven't played a live set in years. And uh, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't have a lot of confidence, which is hard when you want to make it as a musician, but I just don't. And uh, I've tried faking it. I've tried everything, but it's like a sec the second I'm on stage and even the days leading up towards it, I just get so nervous with everybody staring at me, even though I can't really, see, when you're on stage, like you can't necessarily see everyone, but um, I'm just so worried, I think, of letting someone, letting people down or like boring people or them not enjoying my performance uh, that I freeze up and like, I, you know, my tongue, my tongue dries up and I just get yeah. frozen. So um, it's been a big fear of mine for a while, but it's something that I also want to overcome. And I do, when it's safe again, I would love to just get over that and get a backing band. I think that's a big thing is like if I had a band, I'd feel more confident. But um, so anyways, long story short, I could not take the deal because <laughs> I probably have like multiple panic attacks that I don't know. I would just die, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
It would be really hard. I could maybe do the bagel one for 30 seconds. The thing is, is like when I'm alone in my apartment, I'm giving, like I'm, you know, yeah, exactly. listening to music, giving like this wild performance and like, you know. Turn into like Mariah Carey or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like in my head, I want to be this extravagant uh, performer. Like I look up to, you know, Prince or uh, Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode, like all these performers that just put on these incredible lively dynamic performances um i would love to be that but sadly <laughs> i'm not that <laughs> i mean you know your mind's the only thing stopping you at the end of the day right yeah <laughs> yeah it's, um, uh, my mind's got hands <laughs> <laughs> got hands oh my days yeah i've seen that as well um i think i I'd consider taking the deal if I had the opportunity to pay for things, because I don't want to spend, well, eh, 80 hours for what, like a 50,000 pound car? It's not too bad. But do I want to spend 80 hours rolling on top of each other doing that? <laughs> not really. Exactly. It might become exhausting. Well, it depends on many things you want, I guess. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, um, if you get a mansion or something you might have to perform you might have to go on tour <laughs> as long tours. as um as long as i get the idea um the opportunity to pay for things myself i think yeah yes all oh, right yeah. sick that's a that's a better deal that way yeah yeah <laughs> um all right sick uh second last question Coronavirus goes away forever. Well, I say coronavirus. That's a whole number. The, you know the one I'm talking about. COVID nineteen, the thing that's been, you <laughs> know, you get reminded of it. <laughs> that's ruining everyone's lives. That yeah. thing, uh, it goes away forever among all currently infected people. Now, here's where I test your morals, Felicia. But all of it gets transferred into you instead. Uh, all of the virus gets transferred yes. to me. Everyone um, who's infected right now, they get to be alright, but it all gets put into you. Oh, into me? A hundred percent I would do it, honestly. You do it! <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I've always, so, I just, it's, it's like, I've always felt that, um, I would self-sacrifice for, like, a really good cause like that. If I could save, if I could you know, better the lives of, like, the whole world, then I 100% would just take it, because um, it's not that I have a death wish, per se, either, but I'm also just not scared to die, and, like, if I could, if I died or just got really sick knowing that, like, I literally saved all those people, it would be worth it, I think, like, I can't imagine ever saying no to that if I had the option, um, because, yeah, that would be, like, <laughs> such a big impact that, you know, my... It's not to say, like, that uh, I am worth nothing, but it's just, like, to save everybody else, 100%, I would take it, like, yeah. <laughs> I would spend a long time... I say a lot, probably, like, a few days thinking about this. <laughs> I... <laughs> Not thinking about it because I know I would do it, but I'd just be thinking like, man, there's some bad people out there, and I'm like, I'm taking yeah, the fall for them. Yeah, unfortunately, there's 
definitely people who, yeah, wouldn't uh, wouldn't do that. But uh, I think I would like to think a lot of people would want to help everybody. Obviously, it'd be scary, but I just feel, yeah, That's with, the thing. there would be know. no information for me. Exactly. That's the thing. You never know if you would run into the burning building until there's a burning building in front of you, you know? Yeah. I, I like to think I would, but um, there's always a chance of you coming out of the burning building alive and, like, I don't know, the person who you've been crushing on for, like, 10 years just randomly falling into your arms and you end up staring into each other's eyes for, like, <laughs> 10 seconds. Like, I feel like a bunch of violinists come out of nowhere start playing <laughs> violin or something, you know? <laughs> it's interesting how many dilemmas you're faced with, even little dilemmas on a daily basis. That can like alter the course of of everything, you know, or just it's like I'm trying to think of an example, but um this one's like pretty minor, but one time it was late at night. It was when I was moving stuff into my apartment. Um, and I was like, should I make another trip or not? Like, it's late, you know, I'm tired. And I wasn't going to, and last minute I was like, okay, so I'm going to make another trip to my apartment. Um, and as I was driving, I got in like a minor car accident, but it was just because animals ran across the road. Um, so in the end, like, I wasn't at fault, it was you know, whatever, just random circumstance. Yeah. But I was like, oh man, if I would have just stayed home, then I wouldn't have had all this happen, you know? And uh, so things like that, that one was minor. I was fine, like everyone was fine. It was no big thing, but um, you know, just an inconvenience, but you're always like faced with decisions. That's That wasn't really a moral dilemma. That was just like, should I move stuff or not? Because <laughs> it's late, but um, just, yeah, every day you're kind of faced with, with big decisions, small decisions and decisions that will affect other people. So for me, like when I make a choice, I think the most important thing that I try to think of is like, how's it gonna affect other people? Which goes back to the whole, uh, the question you asked about, would I take all the uh, COVID-19 virus if it meant everyone else could be saved? And yes, like so, cause in my mind, like that choice would greatly help other people. Um, and yeah. also, I, I could never live with myself if I said no. And I would have That's a true. really shitty existence after that anyways, because I would be so, I would feel so terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have, to, I mean, I know that I would do it. Just, it would just be, yeah, you'd need a couple of days to like, um, you know, like just bucket list. Everything. <laughs> yeah, not, not even bucket list, because what am I going to do? Where am I going to travel to? That's true, so... actually, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like... <laughs> Yeah, just just a couple of days to feel sorry for myself and then yeah. <laughs> get it over with. Let's do this. Let's do this injection. Whatever. Oh my days. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do it. Okay. Uh. Okay. I have one last question for you, Felicia. Floor quite before I let you um go on your way. You are heard by everyone on Earth right now for ten seconds. I always ask this question at the end of the episodes just to see where everyone's head is at. Um, you're heard by everyone on Earth right now for 10 seconds. You get this snowball microphone, this blue snowball microphone. I mean, it's white, but it's made by blue. Whatever. You get this microphone. It's directed at the Earth. Everyone gets to hear you. 
10 seconds. What do you say? This is so much pressure. Um, I would say to be kind to others um, and to make an effort every day to be a better person, to educate yourself on you know different issues going on in our world and just to um, educate others too around you and just try to make the world a better place. Um, yeah, I just think it's really important that everyone is kind to one another and you know so we can all live in harmony together <laughs> it's obviously a a really um optimistic view but i just there's some really hateful evil people in the world who make no effort you know to change their ways and that's not okay i think that um everyone you know needs to be kind to each other and yeah especially if you're someone in a position where you have an influence, um, musician, celebrities, you need to use your voice and, you know, raise awareness and yeah. Absolutely, that was longer than yeah. Basically my message is that everyone needs to be kind uh, to each other and, you know, stop the hatred and everything. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, you could play it on like, I don't know, two times the speed, three times the speed, someone will record yeah. it. <laughs> someone will record it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a really good message. That's a really wholesome message, you know, being kind to one another and, you know, doing what you can to um, to just improve the quality of the world that we live in, yeah. you know? Cause... And I mean, yeah, there's been so much terrible things happening um, this past year as well. And I think um, as a white person, especially, like, white people have a responsibility to educate themselves and educate their peers and their family members on issues um, going on because, yeah, there's just, there's so much hatred and it's just, it's terrible and I wish that people um, just were kinder and um, not homophobic, not racist, not sexist, you know, there's so much evil and people with these horrible views and uh, they're not making any effort to change their ways or, you know, learn or anything like that or hear others, listen to others. So, yeah, I just kind of wish that everyone would be kinder and consider others and how they feel and, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really, that's really wholesome message. Thank you, Felicia. Um, on that note, I think we can round off this episode of the, um, the Shane Anagans podcast artist edition. So, uh, Felicia, do you have anything you'd like to, I mean, we just did this, but do you have anything you'd like <laughs> to say before we, um, before we end off? Um, well, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. That's it's awesome. been a pleasure. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who's supported me so far. Um, it means the world and yeah. Thanks everyone for listening, supporting me the messages and uh everything yeah <laughs> i'm very grateful i'm always grateful uh yeah i feel very lucky <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i mean i don't have anything insightful to say to that i just <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying okay. it's, it's a lot later for you it's only 5 18 p.m so i haven't hit the the tiredness <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm not even that tired my sleep schedule is so it, I've been going to sleep at like 2, 3 a.m. recently. It's, it's bad. <laughs> but anyway, so it might as well be 5, p, um, 5 p.m. right here. But yeah, um, yeah. thank you for appearing on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, on that note, we shall round this episode off. 
listeners of the Shane Anigans podcast. Thank you for um, listening. Stay Shay amazing. And I'll see you all next time. And that concludes this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans podcast, Artist Edition with Shanasu Mazura. I am, of course, Shanasu Mazura. Feel free to subscribe to this channel and click the bell next to it. Or if you're an audio listener, simply subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you have anyone you'd like to see on the podcast, or if you're an artist who would like to make an appearance, feel free to drop me a message on any of my socials. See you all next time.